You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday and welcome in to this episode of Locked On Cardinals for Friday, October the 22nd of 2021. I am Lucas Smith, your host for the show. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see my name and Twitter handle right here at LJ Fastball. If you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, thanks for tuning in today and every day. Our title sponsor today is Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. We'll talk about them coming up a little bit later on in the show, but thank you for being the title sponsor today, and thank you to you, each and every one of you, for tuning in today, each and every day, making Locked on Cardinals your first listen of your podcasting day. Ten years ago today, in 2011, was the Albert Pujols game. So we'll be talking about uh, Albert Pujols and his majestic three-home run game against the Texas Rangers. The Cardinals did win that one 6-7. Uh, to seven. Ironically, when I was doing some work the other day, I had Game 1 of the World Series on because of this pretty fancy World Series DVD collection set. For those of you on YouTube, you can see it. I uh, have each games 1 through 7 uh, that I enjoy watching. I really I don't, I don't watch games 2 through games 2, 4, and 5 very much. I find myself watching uh, 1, 3, 6, 7 um, involved in there. 1, 3, 6, 7 was, of course, the four games that the Cardinals won in that World Series 10 years ago. But Albert Pujols, the, the performance one of, at, up to the date of that World Series, the performance of that series with the three-home run game, obviously he was upstaged just a bit in Game 6 by David Fries and his heroics, but I don't think Albert's complaining one bit. So we'll talk about that home run game as well as kind of expand on the uh, Arizona Fall League discussion that we had a couple days ago on the podcast. We talked a little bit about Nolan Gorman and Lars Newpar, Jordan Hicks. Now I get to talk about Juan Yepes as he uh, put up some number, is putting up some numbers in the Arizona Fall League. He's also talking about, uh, when, later on in the show, the Dodgers and Astros as the Dodgers... Uh, um, made a statement in Game 5 as the Astros look to make a statement tonight in Game Number 6. We'll go ahead and get into the action right here, right now on Locked on Cardinals. Ten years ago, to the date, October 22nd of 2011. First pitch was 7.06 local between the Cardinals and Rangers, and the Cardinals exploded for 16 runs. This was Albert Pujols' final line in that game. He was 5 for 6 with 4 runs scored, 6 Runs driven in, and of course, the three home runs that he hit. Uh, you, you throw in a single in there. That's a pretty pretty impressive game for the machine. Just domination, because at that time, the, the Cardinals had a late comeback win in Game 1 of that series. The, the Rangers had a late comeback win in Game 2 of that series. So each team kind of had some momentum, lost some momentum, and Game 3 was going to be pivotal. And from the first three innings of that game, it was a pitcher's duel. Alan Craig had that home run in the first inning. Uh, against Matt Harrison, who started the game for the Rangers. The, the starter of the game for, for the Cardinals was uh, Kyle Loesch. Um, he had a, a very fine Cardinal career, but Alan Craig providing all the offense. And then the Cardinals bust open for four runs in the fourth. The Rangers respond with three runs in the fourth. The Cardinals get three runs in the fifth. The Rangers respond with three runs in the fifth of their own. And then the Cardinals respond with four in the sixth, two in the seventh, one in the eighth, one in the ninth. Rangers only able to get one in the seventh. So it was, at that time, just the Cardinal offense just absolutely taking over. But but th- th- this was the Albert Pujols game for a reason. He had three home runs. He had a three-run shot, a two-run shot, and a solo blast to cap it off as he goes 3-2-1. He needed just the grand slam to get the cycle of home runs. And that would be, that, that would be up there with, with the all-time greats in terms of who is 
Um, all-time great World Series performances, and Albert Pujols still is up there for, for a single-game World Series performance with that three-home run game. At the time, it was only him, Reggie Jackson, and Babe Ruth who had hit three home runs in a World Series game. Uh, Pablo Sandoval has since joined that, did that the very next year in the very first game of the 2012 World Series. Um, kind of ironic that um, yesterday, Chris Taylor had a three-home run game an elimination game. Little, you, you could argue it was a little lower stakes because it wasn't a World Series, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on. We're talking about Albert Pujols right now. And Albert Pujols w- w- was somebody that provided a lot of big moments in the regular season at Bush Stadium, provided a lot of big postseason moments. You think of the, the home run against Brad Lidge in 2005 that silenced Houston, um, at least the crowd in Houston. Uh, Astros going on to win that series. But then you look at this, the, the World Series home run in 2006, and then you look at this three-home run game against the Texas Rangers. Th- th- this, to me, is arguably one of the, the Albert moments over the course of his tenures. Yes, you've got the three-home run day at Wrigley. You've got the back-to-back walk-off home runs against the Chicago Cubs earlier in that 2011 season. But with, with this being a pivotal game in that series, with it being the World Series... It could have been in Game 1. It could have been in Game 4 of a sweep. It could have been in Game 5 of a 4-1 series win. It just so happened to be in a pivotal Game 3 for the St. Louis Cardinals that they ended up going on to win the World Series. And he didn't play it too much of a factor other than this game. I understand that. Uh, he had he had a leadoff double in, in, game, in the ninth inning of Game 6 that helped start a rally. But outside of that, he wasn't a huge factor. And I understand that argument. But if you're going to pick one day to be a factor and one way to be a factor... Albert Pujols' three home runs in a game, that was it. And they, they weren't cheap shots either. Uh, the the, th- the three-run bomb off of Alexio Gondo, the, the two-run shot to deep left center field against Gonzalez, and then the home run in the uh, against the solo blast against Darren Oliver that was, was, just tom- was just bombed as well. They were all bombs because when Albert hits them, he hits them a long ways. So for Albert Pujols, th- th- none of them were cheap. He, he got every stitch of every single one. And it was just straight domination from from the part of Albert Pujols. He he was he, he was locked in. It was one of those days that he was locked in. I'm, and when you look at the World Series DVD, which I also have, Mark McGuire mentioning that all three swings were great, but he thought he stayed through. The best swing was his last one. They, they were all outstanding. I think that this at bat could have never happened because also in that World Series DVD, Albert Pujols talks about that. Hey, you know, Tony didn't have to leave me in. It was a big lead. Maybe save your bullets, but no. World Series game, you go out there to win the game because crazy comebacks have happened. The Cardinals have been a part of a few. They've been on the losing end of a few. Crazy comebacks have happened. So you leave your best players into the very end of the World Series. It's exactly what Tony La Russa did, and he was rewarded with a historic performance. Because outside of Game 6 and the last out of Game 7, and granted, those are two very high up there in terms of greatest Cardinal memories, this is a top Cardinal memory for me. World Series action, I was 11 years old at the time. My favorite player at the time, Albert Pujols, hitting three home runs, making history. Whenever somebody makes history, especially to an 11-year-old, it sticks with you for a very long time. It has stuck with me for 10 years. You know, obviously, I think everybody looks the best in the home jerseys of the, of the St. Louis Cardinals, but three home runs in, in Game 3 will, will, will stick up to me for hopefully, probably the rest of my life And when you look at the fan side of me. From you know this 11 year old kid that was starting to fall in love with the game, and Albert Pujols helped helped me along in that journey, and, and provided a cardinal memory that, as I mentioned, has stuck with me for a very long time. You know, I might not get the same goosebumps and feelings that I do rewatching David Freeze's heroics in Game Six and Lance Berkman's heroics in Game Six, but 
three home runs in a World Series game speaks for itself. And I think that Albert w- was able to, to, to kind of make his mark in that series. He did it in game two of the two of the division series or the championship series against Milwaukee, hitting the home run against Sean Markham early in that game and, and providing some power. And then he did it in the World Series with the three home run game because the the good players are the ones that that, that step up most of the time or the, that step up during the regular season. The great players, the legends, are the ones that step up when the moment shines brightest. Pools had a hit yesterday in the World Series in the postseason game. October for baseball fans are when the moment shines brightest. And Albert, 10 years ago today, was able to step up. He was able to step up and deliver for his team in a way that nobody else could. Because <laughs> he did it in the only way Albert could because Albert knew how to take advantage of the moment. Especially in that first one when, when it was still a back-and-forth game at the time when he hit the three-run shot off of Ocondo. That was a bomb. And that, that was... It's a big moment because you look at it, Ogando was one of the more unhittable pitchers during that time frame, or especially during that very specific time frame, and he was able to turn the momentum on a dime just like that and really help the Cardinals to win, and it was one of the best performances in, in, in World Series history. No question about it. When, when, you, when you're asking me who, who, who would I list as some of the – or what would I list as some of the top performances – Albert's uh, three home run game 10 years ago today in Arlington, Texas against the Texas Rangers stands right up there with the best of them at bare minimum stands right up there with the best of them in terms of Cardinal World Series history performances. Obviously, it's very hard and virtually impossible to beat what David Freeze did in game six. But Albert Pujols is the machine for a reason and the machine was producing 10 years ago today and still producing 10 years from that date. Somehow, some way as his Dodgers find a way to make an absolute statement win in game five as they shift the series back to Atlanta. So we'll talk about the Dodgers and and Astros coming up here in just a moment. But Albert's performance was just remarkable. Um, It it, it just was. You go back to an article that was written 10 years ago by by Jason Stark. He he said, Sir Albert has officially turned this into his World Series with a breathtaking night. Uh, And as of this time, or as of that time, Stark writes that... um, the only, as I mentioned, the, the only two players to hit three home runs in a World Series game were Reggie Jackson and Babe Ruth. Um, so not only, and it goes on to say that article that, that not only should Albert be talked about in the same breath as them, um, but it, it's also one of those things that now you can statistically and historically say of why he is in the same sentence as those two amazing players and one of the greatest hitters of all time. So it's, it's, it's an abundance of things. It's one of the top World Series performances of all time. One of the top cardinal moments of all time. Done by one of the greatest right-handed hitters of all time. Done by the greatest right-handed hitter of his generation. Or one of, at bare minimum. Albert Pujols, congratulations on the 10-year anniversary of his three-home run game against the Texas Rangers. I want to know where you guys were standing or sitting watching this game 10 years ago. Um, let me know. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Re- reply to a tweet that I said of where, where you were. Uh, locked on Cardinals at LO. And of course, Cardinals already tweeted out that question with, with a video. Um, so but respond to that tweet. 
DM on Instagram, email LockedOnCards at gmail.com. I want to know where you were 10 years ago. I was sitting in my basement watching this game with my mom uh, because, like I said, I was 11 years old at the time. So uh, we'll go and get into the Dodgers um, in a little bit. I also want to talk about Juan Yepes, but we're running a little long on on the timing. So I do it to take my first break of the show when we come back talking about Juan Yepes, and then we'll transition into the Dodgers and the statement that they made last night against the Atlanta Braves. Uh, But first, taking our first break. So slow is just right if you're on vacation. If you're a sloth or if you're describing QuickBooks, more like slow books. It sucks in, sucks you in and slows you down with manual processes, integration difficulties, and glitchy delays that leave you scrambling for the numbers that you need. Now is the time to switch by NetSuite by Oracle, the number one financial system, because NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. It's everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time, no matter how big your business grows. Failing to switch to NetSuite will leave you stuck trying to make the sense of your books while your competitors sprint ahead. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control since switching to NetSuite. And right now, special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those who switch today. Head to NetSuite.com slash locked on right now. Get special financing at NetSuite.com slash locked on. That is NetSuite.com slash locked on. Also want to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bar in the business, and that is Built Bar. I've got three reasons as to why you should buy some Built Bars. Number one, they are tasty. They've got nine incredible flavors to try. Here they are. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry Orange, Cookies and Cream, and German Chocolate. If you don't know which ones to try, get yourself a mixed box, and you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. That's number one. They're tasty. Number two, they're healthy. All these bars have 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. What are you waiting for? If you want a one-flavor recommendation, I suggest double chocolate. And order number three. Reason number three to order, you can save some money by going to belt.com, entering the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off your order at belt.com. These bars are tasty. They are healthy. And with the promo code LOCKED15, you can save some money, 15% off your order at belt.com. So get yourself some Built Bars today. Juan Yepes continues to hit at the Arizona Fall League. Um, he's 23 years old. This is according to an article by William Bohr at MLB.com. Um, he was 2-for-5 um, in the Glendale uh, Desert Dogs 10-5 to win on uh, Thursday night. I, I mentioned uh, that the Cardinals all play for the Glendale Desert Dogs. Um, over 111 games between AA and AAA. I mentioned that he was on fire. He had a slash line of 286, 383, 586. Um, that's a very, very impressive. And through six games, he's got a 333 average with seven RBIs in the Arizona Fall League. He's a Cardinals number 27 prospect. He, he's he's an impressive, impressive man. He's putting up very impressive numbers. So I wanted to give him kind of a shout out. I realized I didn't talk about him a ton when I did the Arizona Fall League update a couple episodes ago. But this is somebody that has not stopped hitting. Uh, since the, the last two months of the regular season and now into his bonus season into the Arizona Fall League continues to hit continues to produce Juan Yepes is not a name you're going to want to forget 
um, when you're thinking about Cardinals prospects. And again, I'm trying to get we're pre- working with Arm Layton to get him on the show here shortly, uh, re- reaching out to him. So um, Juan Yepes is definitely a name that we're going to be talking about in addition to the names you're all familiar with. But Juan Yepes is tearing it up at the Arizona Fall League, just like he tore it up. Um, uh, to finish up the regular season, and that is why he earned a spot on the postseason roster uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals. It was partly due to the fact that he was just absolutely on fire in the minor leagues. So I just want to give a shout-out to Juan Yepes. want to make sure I'm getting you guys all the information you need to know about the Cardinals. And, and also, how about how about the Dodgers? Because we have two former Cardinals on the Dodgers right now, minimum, and Joe Kelly and Albert Pujols. Joe Kelly got the start yesterday in the bullpen game, did not pitch extremely well, gave up a two-run shot to Freddie Freeman in just two outs. Uh, but Albert Pujols, like I mentioned, steps up each and every time and continues to produce. And the Dodgers produced a ton last night, winning 11-2, scoring three in the second, one in the third, two in the fifth, one in the seventh, four in the eighth. Max Fried just did not have it. as He, he was not sharp after the first two innings. It looked like it was going to be all Braves after the first two innings. Freed was sharp, or after the first inning, I should say. Freed was sharp at a 2 nothing lead. You're going up against the Dodger bullpen. But here are the numbers for the Dodger bullpen outside of Joe Kelly. Here's how it lined up. Phillips won an inning and a third and struck out three of the four batters he faced. Uh, the lefty Vicia went an inning, gave up a hit, but struck out one. Brunson Gratterall, two innings pitched, two punch outs, looked filthy. Blake Trinan, two innings pitched, a hit, once again, looked filthy. Corey Knable, an inning, a hit. Three punch-outs in Kenley Jansen with a scoreless perfect ninth. No hits, no walks, no strikeouts. Overall, nine innings pitched, five, uh, just, or just eight innings pitched, I should say. Eight, eight and one-third innings pitched outside of Joe Kelly. Just three hits given up. Eight and a third innings by the Los Angeles Dodger bullpen that is not named Joe Kelly. Three hits on the night. Pretty remarkable. When you say bullpen game, you tend to think advantage hitters because you have one guy that doesn't have the stuff in the bullpen and then the rest of the bullpen game is is tarnished but when you have a bullpen like the los angeles dodgers do that's advantage dodgers and now you have the ability to line up max scherzer and walker bueller in a game seven if they get there now in one game even though the dodgers are still down three to two even though they're still going to atlanta to play games six and possibly seven saturday and sunday the advantage in is slowly turning to the Los Angeles Dodgers because of the way that their bullpen is set up, the way that they are just flat out able to dominate it with that bullpen. Their bullpen has been phenomenal this postseason. And you combine that with pretty solid starting pitching, that's a recipe for disaster. I mentioned yesterday that maybe the Dodgers are running out of gas. Their offense must have refueled because they scored 11 times on Thursday with 17 hits. Chris Taylor sprinting towards a series MVP. If the Dodgers were to win this series, he had three home runs, a two-run shot in the second that scored Albert Pujols, a uh, two-run shot in the fifth that also scored Albert Pujols, and a solo blast in the seventh. So Albert Pujols continues to be a part of history as he was he scored on two of the three home runs that Chris Taylor hit in, in a three-home run game. Ten, almost 10 years to the day, one day short of his own three-home run game in the World Series. Albert just continues to defy logic, and he might not even be done playing. And then you had the Trey Turner, RBI knock in the eighth, and the A.J. Pollock, just absolute bomb in the in that inning, in, in the eighth, to kind of put a capper on it. 11-2 to is the final score there. 
yeah, this Dodger offense must have gotten some extra coffee in them, some extra, some extra something, some extra giddy up, because because they came out and made a statement in Game Five, and then that statement is this series is not over. Don't forget that we won 106 games during the regular season. Don't forget that we won the World Series last year. Don't forget that we came back three to one last year against these very Atlanta Braves. Different team, I understand that. Different personnel. But a lot of the players for the Dodgers did this last year. Chris Taylor, A.J. Pollock, Kenley Jansen, Mac, uh, not Max Scherzer, Walker Bueller. They, they did this 3-1 to one comeback thing last year. Cody Bellinger, Corey Seager, they, they did this. This is a team that has done it before, so I'm not trying to completely flip my, 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 my thoughts about this series, but the momentum is slowly turning towards the Dodgers, even though they're going to Atlanta for games 6 and 7. That's how good this Dodgers team was yesterday. They made sure that there was no doubt that they were not ending this series at home. If this series is going to end, it's going to end in Atlanta. It's either going to end with a Dodger win or a Braves win, but it's going to end in Atlanta. This offense made an absolute statement, and that was heard loud and clear by the baseball world last night. And now if you are the if you're the Atlanta Braves, you've got to be a little... Little weary. The good thing is for Atlanta, they have Ian Anderson going for them in Game Six, according to MLB.com. So that's a solid start for Atlanta. You're going up against Max Scherzer, who has reported some some dead arm, uh, possible overuse for Max Scherzer. So maybe, you know, yes, you have the name of Max Scherzer, but you still got to go out there and produce, get get results. Um, but but like I mentioned, I, I predicted that the Braves would win last night. I was wrong. I still think the Braves have a little bit of control in this series. If this game, if it goes to a game seven, then you got to wonder, do they have control? But the momentum, as I mentioned, slowly shifting to the Dodgers. But I do think there is a way for the Braves to still win this thing. You got two games at home. Ian Anderson going tonight or tomorrow night, rather. Excuse me. The Braves, in my opinion, need to take care of business in Game Six. I still think the Braves win this series. I do think the Braves will move on. They did not lose a game at home in in the first two games of this series. They'll just have to look to, to continue to do that, use the home field advantage, hopefully take advantage as well of Max Scherzer's dead arm. And or, or hope it still is dead for the fact that you maybe you'll be able to get a couple of hits and runs off of him and force the Dodgers to go to that bullpen, which now might be a little bit a little bit taxed after all the use they had to do in Game 5. And yes, you have the off day today for the National League Championship Series, but still, uh, you have to wonder how, how effective they will continue to be as the, we move deeper and deeper into the postseason. On the American League side, the Astros have a chance to clinch tonight, um, and things uh, are looking bleak for the Red Sox just purely based on the offense that the uh, Red Sox have shown. We do just take one last break on the show before we get into the American League Championship Series, uh, and I'll talk uh, about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, Bet Online is back and better than ever. They have a new web interface for the start of basketball season, hockey season, with more props odds and lines than ever before more ways for you to win some money that online remains to be your number one spot for the football and basketball action this season head to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus when you first sign up and on your first deposit just use our promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n to receive your bonus Locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. If you deposit 50 bucks when you sign up, you enter the promo code Locked On, you'll get 25 free extra dollars. Whether it's basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL. 
boxing or UFC or your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, and bet online is where the game starts. Luis Garcia getting the ball right hander for the Houston Astros going up against Nathan Evaldi as the series shifts back to Houston. Uh, Luis Garcia, the 24-year-old right-hander. Let's take a look at his game logs for the 2021 postseason. They are not that impressive. On October 10th, against the Chicago White Sox, he started one game in that series, two and two-thirds of an inning, five hits, five earned, a home run. He walked three and struck out three. Fast forward to the very next series against the Boston Red Sox. Uh, his one start, one inning on the 16th. Uh, five earned runs, two hits, a home run, three walks, two strikeouts. So th- six walks and just three and two thirds of an inning. Three five five whip, a three eight nine opponent's batting average. The leash should be quick on Luis Garcia, in my opinion. It's just given the, the history of him this postseason. Uh, when, when you look at it at his regular season numbers. Uh, they're not quite as bad in 28 starts. He had a 3.48 ERA, 11 and 8 record, a 2.32 batting average against a 1.18 WHIP uh, for, for Luis Garcia in the, in the regular season. Nathan Uvalde coming off the ninth inning uh, blunder in Game Four, in which he gave up a handful of runs in that in that series, pitching in the ninth as a reliever, something that he's not used to, to doing. Plain and simple, he gave up four earned runs in two-thirds of an inning. Uh, his, his most recent start came against these Houston Astros on the 16th of October, so he'll get technically the same amount of rest if you want to treat that 19th as a bullpen, ga- bullpen day for him. Uh, five and a third, three earned runs for him against the Astros. His previous two starts to that against the Rays and Yankees were both solid. So it's just a matter of which Nathan Evaldi shows up. And if you're the Red Sox, you want the early postseason Nathan Evaldi. Nathan Evaldi. Or at least the early 2021 postseason Nathan Evaldi. Because that Nathan Evaldi was pretty darn good. And if you can get five to six innings of zero to two earned runs, hopefully your offense is a little bit better. Maybe your offense reverts back to the way they were in games one and two at Houston. Maybe for whatever reason this series, they hit better at Houston than they do at Boston. That's fine as long as they get the win. But uh, I do think that the Astros will win this series, whether it's in six or seven. I would love if both of these series went seven games. Uh, I think that the the ALCS has a little bit more of an opportunity to go seven games. Uh, But I think both are, you could argue that both of these series are over 50% likely going to seven games. And I would absolutely love that because that is chaos. That is more baseball to watch. And game seven, baseball postseason is remarkable. The only thing better than Game 7 in the American and National League Championship Series is a Game 7 of the World Series because that is some of the most entertaining sports in the entire sports land. So I, th- I think that the Astros and Braves find a way to win over the next two, day- two games, three days overall because the American League Championship Series continues tonight. National League continues tomorrow. Uh, we'll have possibly a Game 6 and a Game 7 tomorrow or just a Game 6 if the Astros win tonight. I do think the Astros will win one of the next two nights. Let me know your prediction by direct messaging me on Twitter at LJFastball. You can respond to a tweet. You can comment on an Instagram post. You can DM on the Twitter or Instagram to the show at LO underscore Cardinals. Or you can email the show LockedOnCards at gmail.com. We'll take a weekend break for the Lockdown Cardinals podcast. Be back on Monday, breaking down the rest of the championship series and possibly previewing the World Series because we will have a World Series matchup by then at the latest because Sunday night 
the latest would be Game 7 in the National League Championship Series. That's going to do it for today's show. I encourage you to make Locked On MLB your second listen with our pal Sully breaking down the postseason action day in and day out. He does a great job over there. So make Locked On MLB your second listen of the day. And it's luck to talk to you guys on Monday. Be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a wonderful weekend.